Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's 3 o'clock on Dukes and Bell. Brought to you by Finley Roofing. We've got you covered. Atlanta's most trusted and recommended roofer. This is completely BS. This is shame. They had to win tonight? If that's, if that's the case, just let us know so we don't show up for the game. Just give them a win. Thanks for making us your sports station. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. So today, uh, before the show, there's a Starbucks in the building right here at Colony Square. And I went down and I said, I need an espresso. And uh, I'm standing there and I'm waiting in line to order. And the people who are handing the orders, you know, if you go to Starbucks, right, you're waiting for your order. and they The barista? Kinda, yeah, they, they call your name, right? So I'm sitting there in line to order, and all of a sudden I hear, Claire? Claire? Nobody's looking. Mm-hmm. So they put the drink down. Right. So this lady next to me goes, uh, I'm Caitlin. Claire? So she walks up and she goes, Caitlin? Yes, this is yours. She goes, the, the name is wrong. It gets better. So I still haven't ordered yet. <laughs> the next lady in line, they come up. They're looking around. Uh, Deanne? Deanne? Nobody goes up and gets their drink. They set the drink down. The lady sitting next to me, like she's two people over from me. She goes, I'm Deanna. <laughs> so she walks up and she goes, Deanna? And they go, yes, this is you, Deanne. De- Deanna. So I get up there and I order my drink. I ordered my espresso, Mike, and they go, uh, yes, sir, uh, the name with the order, C, like the letter, C. You're not going to screw my name up. C is the letter. I, see, now I would have gone with Carl just to see how they would have screwed up Carl, which should be impossible It's to impossible. Screw up. Three people in a row. Was, I, I, so was the barista Keegan-Michael Key? <laughs> I don't know who become was. Carlos. Carlos? Yes. Carlos. Yes. Carlos. Uh, Aaron. A-Ron uh, Vanilla Latte, uh, A-Ron. Claire, Deanna, and, and then the third person, after I get my drink, right, right. And I'm literally getting ready to walk out, and it's like, Elise? Uh, it's Elisa? Elise? <laughs> who, who are Are you not seeing the names that yeah. you're putting in there? I got four words for you. America runs on Duncan. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't believe it. I, and you guys know, it, it's happened to you at Starbucks once in a while if you've ever you been. You done messed up, A-Ron! All three names were incorrect. And all these ladies were, like, looking at each other like, my name's not that hard. Now, did you t- – see, that's the thing. Oh, and by the way – The do, tip? We work for tips. Well, we, we also work for people who do their job and not be a complete nitwit. So you know the new thing, right? Before you pay, you have yeah. to tip. Yes, you have what, to make that decision. That's what I'm saying. Why am I going to tip if there's a one in five chance you can't even speak – even remotely come close to spelling or pronouncing <laughs> a Christian name? It's, it's a simple name. But, yes, I was waiting to tap my card, and the guy goes, sir, you can go ahead. You can decide whether you want to tip. And I'm like, I, I do that before I get the service now? I order, and I'm, yeah. then I decide I'm tipping yeah. you. You know what would have been really funny? <laughs> it, was, it was great, Mike. It would have been really funny. It was great. Said, what, uh, and the name on this? Uh, my name is Jean-Claude. 
<laughs> just do it. You know, Giovanni. <laughs> just do Name for your order, Giovanni. Oh, they would have screwed that up. They would have <laughs> definitely screwed it up. It's Dukes and Bell at Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Hey, uh, Mike and I told you guys a few months back about a story that uh, in regards to us, potentially Atlanta, getting a new hockey team. We've got new information that we're going to share with you guys coming up. Stay tuned. Mike and I were talking about it. We're going to get you caught up on that. Guys, this hour is brought to you by Status Truck and Trailer Repair, driven by excellence, building successful partnerships, and uh, coming up in less than 10 minutes, James Palmer, NFL Network. He's going to join us. We'll break down all things that have happened and what are going on around the league, including Mike and I. We're, we're taking a look at the Senior Bowl. Spencer Rattler is, is quarterbacking today. and He's looking like Spencer Rattler. He'll yeah. make, an, he'll make a, an easy throw look hard. He'll make a hard throw look easy. He's just very inconsistent. He's not going to go anywhere in the NFL draft. It's a shame because, you know, about three years ago, we had the world by the short airs, you know, at Oklahoma. Why'd you do your hand like that? Well, <laughs> we're not, are we on Twitch? Why'd you I don't do know. Are we on like Twitch that? anymore? Because they're going to watch in the past. You have to watch out for obscene hand gestures. I don't see any camera lights on. I'm not sure we're on. We're working through. Again, it takes a while to hire somebody right now. We'll get, we'll get eventually get back on the Twitch full time. But uh, yeah, we're watching some of this stuff, and uh, we're going to hopefully track down uh, some of our buddies. I know Jarvis Davis was down there. Charles Davis, our buddy from Fox, yeah. he's a former ball, yes, is uh, is down there calling the stuff. But one thing for certain, and we'll get into more at four o'clock. Lad McConkey is going to get paid in the NFL. Led McConkey is just literally making guys miss. Uh, there was some video I just posted of Javon Bullard missing. So that's dog-on-dog violence yeah. in, a, in, a, in a defensive back uh, wide receiver drill. Yeah, he was injured a lot this year, and we still got a lot of production out of him. But uh, also, Big O just told me, uh, bad day for Bo Nix too, Mike. Didn't necessarily throw the ball that well today. See, but this is where it's important. This is where the rubber has to hit the road because, again, when you're throwing the guys you know at your pro day in Oregon, mm. you're going to look a lot better. But that's why the senior ball, if you're going to – by the way, credit to Bo to going to the senior ball. Agreed. You know, but Agreed. Then, but you got you to show out. All right, more to get to. Let's talk about the one thing that's going to excite us all. Let's get to an NFL. Blitz! Welcome to the NFL. With news and notes from around the league, this is NFL Blitz on Dukes and Bell. We spent a lot of time talking about Raheem Morris' staff presser to announce Raheem and have him address the media in Atlanta is coming on Monday. Um, Bryce, guy who follows us on Twitter and follow us, he's Mike Bell ATL. I'm at Put Him Up, see Dukes, and the radio show is Dukes and Bell 929. Bryce just simply said, yo, with all this excitement about Raheem and what he's doing with his staff, I'd love to see Muhammad Sanu come in here and be the wide receivers coach. And I said, that would be great. I'd love to see Sanu come back right. too. But the one thing that's going to get us excited, guys, is not this staff. And that's no disrespect to anybody that they've hired. It's a quarterback. And after three seasons of 7-10, and 10, and last this last season, don't you feel like you just got pulled down in the mud and it felt like we were just, in a way, just trying to fight our way out of quicksand, right? right. As a fan, you're just right. like, oh, I'm drowning. I can't get it. And you, you're just trying to fight your way out of it. Mike and I are sold on this. The staff is great. But ultimately what's going to get us excited in this city once again is finding out who the next quarterback is going to be, who the franchise potential quarterback is going to be. Is it a stopgap? If it is, I got to tell you something. People talking about Russell Wilson, Mike, we were talking about this the other day. Listen, I'd be fine with that because I feel like we can win with it. Right. Right? But if you're telling me we're drafting somebody and we're all excited about it, that's what's going to get us excited again. Yeah. I mean, there's a couple of schools of thought on this one. As we said, you can get it uh, you know, from the draft. You can get it from a, a veteran. The, the, the thing is, the, the price, it's just so cost prohibitive. The Kirk Cousins, the reality that it's out there on record. His agent's got it out there. He's, in, he's signed off on it, 45 mil a year, which gets us right back into, you better win the Super Bowl in those two years or you're dead meat. 
you know. And I know you can get a little creative with the cap, but not that creative, especially no. after what we've been through. No. So, and then the Russell Wilson thing is interesting. I, I love the line we got yesterday. We were talking to from uh, Denver. Oh, shoot. I always forget. His, who, who, who down yesterday? From, oh, uh, our guy out in Denver, Albright. Benjamin Albright works for uh, KOA, sister station out there in, in Denver. But he was great. He goes, he called it toxic positivity for Russell Wilson and the way that sometimes it comes off a little cornball to some of his teammates or guys watching the team from afar. But I tell you, when you look at the numbers and the production and you look at the weapons we've got and what we have here in place. You can win with that. I, I, you could win with Russell. Guys, we, we certainly could win this division with Russell Wilson. Mr. Mr. Unlimited. Now, now, Carl, what, Carl, what would be the position of the brothers be on Russell Wilson? Yeah, no comment. Have done anything dangerous? No comment. I, listen, I, I don't care. See, here's the thing, Mike. It's like with any coach, right? right? You can be a jerk if you're winning. Right. You're a jerk and you're losing. You're a jerk. Mm-hmm. You can be corny if right. you're winning. Right. When you're not winning, you're corny and you look like a... You know that's right. what that's what that's it. That, yeah. That's what the problem I mean, is with Russ. Kirk Cousins has uh, gone one and three. It is you know we talk just killing Lamar for being at the same position in his career that uh, Peyton Manning is. Kirk Cousins doesn't win playoff games either. So not so that you know he'd come in here and just he's a, he's a guy that puts up big regular season numbers. But it the, the Russell Wilson thing is crazy as it sounds. I'm coming back around to it because I know what I'm getting with Russell Wilson. Fields, I still don't know what Justin Fields is going to be. And are you going to be, is Zach Robinson and his people going to be able to fix the things that don't work consistently for Justin Fields? If that was your angle, let me yeah, let me ask you guys this question. I posed this yesterday, and I I, I don't know anything. <laughs> I mean seriously, but would you be willing to give up Kyle Pitts in a trade to move up to get the quarterback you want in a draft? Yes. Okay. Yes, I am. Okay. Me too. Yeah, me too. And I and I know that some people will go they'll lose their minds. And yes, if, if Pitts goes on to greatness, that's great. But you, as Carl and I always say in the program, you go with what you know, go with what you know. And uh, and I just I'm not I'm not sold on Pitts. I think it was a mistake. And it, not that it, there's nothing, guys. Nothing personal. This is the same argument of anybody who can't get on the. We just talked about DeAndre Hunter. You can't stay healthy. You're not helping my team, regardless of how good you are when you are healthy. And the reason why I bring that up is just because his his age. And what teams will value him, uh, he's still under his rookie deal. Now, they're going to have to make a decision, but right. you, you would have control. I mean, there's a lot of positives if you're a team that says, hey, yeah, throw in that Kyle Pitts guy, by the way. And the Falcons might have to make that decision. But, you know, again, when you start talking about real tradable assets to maybe make a deal, that might be one of them. We will see mm-hmm. where this goes. But I just – Atlanta, that's going to get us excited. When we figure out right. who this is going to be – about this quarterback. And and until then, like I said, the staff is good. Rob, they're doing a great job. I think Terry Fontenot, everybody's involved with the hiring process and interviewing these guys. We're building a really good staff. But you can only do so much. And at the end of the day, Raheem Morris's success in this city will be based on, just like Arthur Smith, who his quarterback is. Ask Mike Smith about that. Ask Dan Quinn right. about that. That that's really where this goes. And what's crazy is even as 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 Matt was diminishing at the end, Quinn wasn't helping him. No. Okay. But when they when he got here, he had a quarterback in place that could take them places, and they knew they could win. Right. And that's why Mike, the year we start out, the year before we go to Super Bowl, when we start out five and zero, we don't go right. anywhere. Right. And uh, that's where you had a I think it was a five or six game losing streak in the middle of that one. You need to eventually get Alex Mack straight enough to lie, but you're right. You know, the 17th season I always come back to, that's the year that you needed some. That's where Matt LaFleur, if he would gotten a shot earlier than, it, than, he, than he did eventually, you really feel good about this team. Running a guy who knows Shanahan's offense, what would Sark. But the question still remains, 
We got to, if you go, by the way, how, how many how many more quality years would you get from Russell Wilson, by the way? Do you think off the top of your head? Three. Okay, that's where I would, I would say I three, would say right? Three. three. Kirk Cousins, two, three, plus the Achilles injury, you're still worried about that. Uh, and then you get into, and then, and then the Fields thing. The only reason I throw the Fields thing out there, guys, is I don't think the Bears are going to get what they're asking for, right? We were talking yesterday. Some guys still think it's two first rounders. Some guys say it's a first rounder, and you got to give something big in the, in the, from next year, like a second rounder. What do you think? The you think the market? By the way, do you think the market will cool on Fields? Because everything's kind of – it's hard to see a world where they're keeping Fields and Caleb Williams on no, that roster. No, I don't see that either, Mike. That, that Again, you, you're that's mismanagement if you do that because you know there's value for Fields with everybody looking for quarterbacks. Not everybody. A lot of teams looking for quarterbacks in this league. NFL Blitz brought to you by our friends at Priority Men's Medical Centers. Check them out at PriorityMensMedical.com. James Palmer from NFL Network's on the way. We'll talk to him about – all the things, Ben Johnson not taking a job, Bobby Slowick not taking a job, and Ravens D.C. Mike McDonald taking a job coming up in just a few minutes. Mike, uh, Jerry went on with Yahoo Sports at the Senior Bowl and said that he no doubt could work with former New England Patriots coach Bill Belichick, who he called a friend. Uh-huh. This was Jerry talking about uh, the fact that he feels like the Cowboys have to go all in next year. I would anticipate with looking ahead at our key contracts that we'd like to address, we'll be all in. I would anticipate we'll be all in at the end of this year. So when you say, is there any thought, uh, I think we'll strain our, uh, we'll, we'll push the hell out of it. It will be going all in on different people than you've done in the past. We'll be going all in. We've seen some things. Uh, uh, out of some of the players that we want to be all in on. And, uh, yes, I would say that you will see us this coming year not building for the future is the best way I don't say it. <laughs> and that ought to answer a lot of questions. No, Jerry, it doesn't. It makes more questions come out of my mind. Like, why the hell didn't you just get Belichick this year and move on from McCarthy? This is your window. This is your time. One of the best defensive players, an MVP candidate quarterback who you got to straighten out in the playoffs. What the hell are you talking about? I don't know. But he's not done. I feel next year. Now, this year, uh, we probably should have uh, left no stone undone. Go- but going the, but all next, in? next year, we're going to go. What the hell are you talking about? Going all in is just that. What, well, it, and it, why Why are you keeping McCarthy like you kept Jason Garrett? Well, it's a good question, and he answered it, Mike. Why are you keeping McCarthy, Jerry? <laughs> yeah, it was just overwhelmingly, uh, uh, I thought, the best decision to have the continuity that uh, Mike brings. When I uh, look at the job he's done over the last four years, I can point to some real positives, not the least of which are his uh, 12 win seasons. I think we certainly have made improvement in areas. Uh, uh, I think Dak, uh, for instance, right at a key spot there with Dak. Okay, so that's why I kept him. It's Dukes and Bell. Uh-huh. One other thing, Mike. We've been talking about Tom Brady. He says he will, as Turtle said yesterday, honor his $300 million contract <laughs> with Fox. Here's what Brady said about Greg Olson, the guy he is replacing. Greg's done an incredible job. I have so much respect for him, how he approaches his job. He's super prepared in what he does. Um, I think he does an incredible job every time he's on. I love listening to him. Um, and, and I'm just going to go in there and do the best I can do with my own perspective. And I certainly have had a unique vision and perspective of the game of 23 years. And hopefully I just can provide some insight to all the viewers yeah. and all the fans. Who- yeah. I don't know who that is screaming. Screaming. Who's screaming? 
Yeah. Is that, oh, that's that's. Oh, I should have known. It's Pat McAfee. I should have known. Uh, why, why would you? Why would you be scrap? Okay. That's that, Brady. Uh, that's Brady. Yeah, but I'm not sure that that called for that kind of degree of emphasis. But okay, Pat. Yeah, you're making the big bucks. Um, yeah, I, I think he realizes that uh, Greg Olson really did. Uh, surprise people how easy he was to listen to the last few years and greg olsen by the way i'll just to flip that page says that he's exploring all options you and i said would he take some money from amazon i'd pay them to get herb street off of that podcast yeah no. and i think you know nbc i mean the world is his oyster maybe you know i don't know romo some guys can take or leave romo but olsen is easy to listen to that's for darn sure no i i agree and and tom you know he handled that the right way i was waiting for him to say but he's not me it's dukes and bell <laughs> But I'm Tom Brady. But I'm Brady. Uh, James Palmer is going to join us. What does he think about all the things going on around the NFL? Find out next. It is Dukes and Bell. We've been talking a lot about what's been going on around the NFL because we have a new head coach, but we're not the only ones. Seattle today hired Mike McDonald, the former now. Ravens, D.C. is their new guy, which leaves the Washington Commanders as the only team without a new head coach. Let's talk to our man, James Palmer, NFL Network. James, thanks so much for joining us, man. Um, I'm curious to know what you think about this Ben Johnson thing that happened yesterday, which set in motion again uh, a domino effect because everybody kind of felt like he was going to Washington and he backed out and said, nah, I'm good. I'm going to stay in Detroit. And then Seattle was like, wait a minute, we wanted to talk to him too. And then today I feel, I feel like, I don't think this is a bad hire with McDonald, but I feel like they were a little bit stressed and pressured to go ahead and get their guy. Where are you at on this? Yeah, this, this, this was kind of a wild 24 hours in terms of the coaching. You know, we were, we were kind of settled in, right? Guys, we got two left. I think we know who the front runner is <laughs> in these last two. We can take a breather. And then we all were thrown for a loop with what, you know, started with what Ben Johnson said by going back to Detroit. And we can start with that. And, you know, at 37 years old, I think that really plays a part in this. Um, and I think uh, who Atlanta hired could probably attest to it uh, and being a young head coach. Uh, their first time around, and making sure you're in the right situation. And I think you can maybe even look at D'Amico Ryans uh, over the last two years and being somebody that a lot of people were like, hey, pick the right spot. Um, you're going to be a candidate for a while here. Um, make sure you pick what fits you best um, and, and make sure you're ready. And I think maybe all of that plays into the fact that as well as the spot that he's in, that he can continue to to work with a really good group of young players. I mean, they have rookies contribute like crazy that are not rookies uh, on his side of the ball and a chance to, to find a lot more success and grow as a coach. I think it actually showed a little bit of patience, uh, a word that's not used in a variety of ways uh, in the NFL. And then with, with Seattle, this is kind of a little bit shocking because that, that was a different situation than really almost every other team um, that was filling a head coaching spot was in. There is no rebuild. Uh, Pete Carroll's staying in the building. There's a culture that they'd actually like to kind of keep um, in terms of creating an entirely new one. And just a different vibe than all the other ones. And you were wondering what John Schneider was going to do because this is really, I, I trust him in the draft, but really his first big decision without Pete Carroll because that's what they, they wanted it. And he goes and takes Mike McDonald, who a lot of people thought they'd go the direction of Dan Quinn. But maybe, you know, just maybe that's too similar to what they had. Yeah, a guy who's 36, literally half the age of Pete Carroll, the guy he's replacing. I, by the way, Carl, I, I, I heard what Jesse said about Ben Johnson. He was scared. Jesse Palmer is with us here, guys, on the WaitFor.com hotline talking about the NFL. What do you think about our guy? Because we, uh, with the fan base, Jess, uh, James, we had this big, wide cast net, 14 different dudes come in, and then we wind up with a guy that was here earlier as an interim coach. Great energy guy, a lot of experience. Nothing but love from all around the league, but what do you think of Raheem Morris? 
I think the world of Raheem. I think everybody kind of has that. And I think this is, you know, I, I talked to a couple of different, you know, GMs that were not searching for a head coach. And the universal thing was in, the, in these conversations long before Raheem was even like a real candidate in Atlanta. In the early process of having these conversations, it was, man, I hope Raheem gets another crack. He deserves another crack. Like this was from teams and, and evaluators that are not even looking for head coach, just knowing the mm-hmm. league and knowing what the landscape was, that there was a lot of people out there pulling for Raheem that it was time for him to have another shot. And, you know, this was an interesting process. I mean, the Falcons were doing work on Bill Belichick, I believe, as early as like week eight or nine. Um, that's how early that process started. And I think this is why you go through the inter- interview process. I think this is there's a lot of critiques to be made about how slow we've made this process. But this might be one of the instances where maybe, you know, tr- the way the league has dragged this out benefited a team. And I think it allowed them to interview some other candidates, realize, oh, Anthony Weaver, this is a really good interview. Like, he had a really good interview with Atlanta. Oh, Bobby Slowick, this is like – this is a refreshing offensive mind. Let's keep looking at some of these guys. Wow, Raheem, this is – we know you, but this is – you've grown. This is a whole other interview process as opposed to they were zeroed in on Bill, and then they kind of, you know, cast that net a little bit wider and were able to have these interviews and able to find out that, you know, that's not exactly what the best fit was for them uh, and probably looking around going, why are we the only ones talking to Bill? Uh, at yeah. the same time and uh and we're able to make a i think a much more informed and educated decision because the process slowed down james i'll add to that there were people in the room who didn't know raheem morris obviously there were a few who did he impressed mm-hmm. the people that he didn't know and i think that's the part that falcon fans feel like he just went in and talked to arthur blank and got the job it was more than that. It were people. There were people in that room that didn't know who he was necessarily as a person, didn't know him as a coach. Mm-hmm. Tell me about yourself. And he impressed them in these interviews. I totally agree with you as, as going through this process. What about the Harbaugh hire? You think they completely turn this thing around? I think they're a playoff team next year. That's how high I am on the Harbaugh hire to the Chargers. Listen, I'm an Ohio State guy. So <laughs> I'm happy that he's gone from Michigan. Hey, yeah. I'm stoked. Get him out of the Big Ten. No, listen, Harbaugh has won – everywhere he's gone and, and and you go look at what Stanford was doing in terms of wins before he got there go all the way back to there I mean and and he's done this every spot he's been I mean he, he did it you know what three straight NFC championship games with the Niners I mean we always kind of knew this when he was at Michigan the rumblings I kept hearing was the only thing Michigan can't get him is a Lombardi trophy and that's the one thing that he's been starving for. And he knew he couldn't get it if he stayed in college. I think you look at that team, um, there's a lot of decisions to be made. I agree with you. I think they are a playoff team because they have a quarterback. They, they have a, a really, really good quarterback. But they also have a lot of players that we all know are talented, but I think there's a lot of decisions to be made on whether it's Mike Williams or Keenan Allen or Joey Bosa or Derwin James. Like I'm mentioning a lot of stars, but there's a lot of stars that can't stay healthy. Um, you got to rebuild in the trenches, I believe, there. But what he does bring, and I think this is the biggest thing for the Chargers, and this is why they went, you know, for the first time in a long for a guy that's had head coaching experience. They, they've been going with guys repeatedly that don't have head coaching experience, but they lack an identity, not only, like, within their building, but within their city. Mm, I mean, you go course. to a game at SoFi, and it's a Chargers game. You don't know it's a Chargers game. It's either a Niners game or a Broncos game or a Raiders game. or And I think what Jim Harbaugh does is he does demand you look at us. And I think they need that in terms of relevancy within their own city as they share a stadium 
uh, owned by, by another owner. It is James Palmer, guys, from NFL Network. Follow him on James Palmer TV on Twitter. We call it Twitter. Joins us here on the WadeFord.com hotline. You know, we mentioned Ben Johnson kind of getting cold feet or just a better situation in Detroit. So does Belichick – luckily, Arthur Blank was talked off the ledge, James, about Belichick because he was locked on to your point early. Does Belichick get any mm-hmm. shot in, in Washington? Where does the Washington search go with a new, uh, new owner group, ownership group? I really don't see that being uh... – even a consideration. And that was an early consideration, right? I'd say in the middle of the year, we're all going, oh, you know, Bill's attachment to, to the area, to Annapolis, his dad being at Navy. This kind of seems like something new ownership would want to do. But if you look at the work that that new ownership group has done, it's study teams like the Ravens. It studies teams like that as opposed to the Patriots and how they want to build their organization in terms of really, really good active general managers. That's why they went and got one of the best in Adam Peters and, and building the culture of their building in a similar fashion to where so many people have a say, like in Baltimore, that's the exact opposite of what Bill Belichick's used to. And I think what we saw in this hiring cycle, um, I find it fascinating that Mike Vrabel doesn't have a job either right now, but if I look at where these teams went, it's kind of like I own a football team. Let's all have some fun here. Let's have some energy. Mm. Let's have some, you know, like cohesion. Let's have a collaboration between a a coach that connects with players. Um, And I'm not saying Bill can't connect. I think he has connected with players over the years very well, but I just think the look that we're looking for as less of a, uh, I think my colleague Tom Pelser put it best, the angry gym teacher swinging the whistle, <laughs> demanding everything out of you, um, yeah. is kind of dissipated around the NFL. It really has. I think Raheem fits the mold I'm describing, right? So does Dave Canales in Carolina. Um, you look at these guys, and, and they bring a ton of energy, and they can relate to their players. And, and it's a little bit of a different vibe than what we saw in Bill Belichick's day. There's a lot of people around the league, guys, that are saying – if he didn't get one this time around, what makes you think he's going to get one mm. after sitting out a year? Right. And, James, just to follow up, is that, what, is that what's killed Eric Bieniemy's chances? He's too old school? Um, it's funny because, you know, there's plenty of people in Kansas City, players, I, I'd say Patrick Mahomes probably included, that really, really missed Eric Bieniemy this year. You don't get along with him every day, but you don't make a lot of mistakes. Mm. Um, I think him not being there was a big reason why we saw the mistakes Kansas City made in the early portion of the season, whether it be drops, whether it be procedural penalties, false starts, pre-snap things. That's a lot of stuff Eric takes care of. Um, I know plenty of players that love Eric. Um, I don't know if that's the reason. Interviews have been a bit of an issue uh, with Eric over the years. Um, I'm not sure if he fits that non-collaborative mold, though, because there was a lot of cohesion and collaboration uh, the way they run that offense in Kansas City. Great stuff. James, we appreciate you stopping by. James Palmer, guys, NFL Network. We always love talking with you, brother. Thank you so much. Appreciate you guys. Take care. Yeah, you too. Yeah, I know that uh, we've talked about it because every time we get into this, and it just seems like that window is closed for him. And it's interesting. I agree with him. I think uh, especially new ownership groups, they just don't want to go down that road. I'm so glad. Say what you want about Rich McKay, whatever they've done with the move over to the soccer side. At least he was around long enough to get us to avoid the Bill Belichick, which I thought was going to be a disaster. It's true, Mike. I totally agree with you, man. Coming up, yeah, man, no, man. Big O's in today. Doing all the things. Filling in for Turtle as an executive producer. We'll find out what he's got working for yeah, man, no, man next. You're the video for this. 
It was so corny. <laughs> Rick corny. James, so like damn high. Like Eddie Murphy's recording the White Album, like it's the Beatles. You know? <laughs> I said, man, I tell you what, Eddie sang it. Oh, I know. He said they just went in his basement. He was like, right. we're going to make a record. Party all, all the, the time. The story about it was the it was a bet he made Richard Pryor. Right. That he couldn't like he <laughs> couldn't make like a top five hit. He he bet Richard Pryor that or Richard Pryor bet him that. Right. And they had I forgot what the dollar amount was, but yeah, Eddie won the bet. <laughs> uh, this song, by the way, I, I still love this song. Rings upon your fingers. <laughs> Cause it's so good, and Eddie's Eddie's working in Indy. Yeah, he's getting it in. Party all the time. <laughs> all right, uh, thanks to James Palmer for joining us, talking all things NFL. Coming up, we'll tell you what we know about what's going on with mm. Tennessee under investigation again. Hi, Vols fans. Uh, that's in the four o'clock hour. Evan Washburn's going to join us, CBS sideline reporter for the AFC Championship game. He does a great job. We'll get his take on uh, heading to the Super Bowl, the Chiefs, and much more. Right now, though, let's get to Yeah Man, No Man. It's time for Yeah Man, No Man. He's the former MVP of his high school football team. Not really. From New Jersey. The Cavs are here. And gives rapid fire questions. Here's the executive producer of the Dukes and Bell Show, Chris Thomas. Ah, uh, Chris is out. He'll be in after we uh, get off tonight. In for John Chuckery, but it is our man, Big O. Orrin, what is going on today, brother? Gentlemen, watching some of this senior bowl coverage has me a bit nervous now because. Uh oh. We might be in the world where Penix or uh, or Bo Nix might be a quarterback that ends up on this team next season. And uh, <sighs> watching Bo Nix today, buddy, it looked a little rough. Mm. He was underthrowing some guys. Uh, there was okay, a, I gotta ask: Are we being too critical of Bo Nix? Are we being too? Is this? Are we being too he, critical? Well, I mean, like you're throwing to a guy. He's being defended, but you've got to put the ball basically near him. And Bo Nix looks <laughs> horrible. Like, I'm sorry, this this is one of those where we, we sit here and we sound like a bunch of provincials, like, well, the SEC, it just means more. Well, it kind of does. We play better defense here. He goes out to the Pac-12. He looks like Johnny friggin' Unitas. And you put him in the Senior Bowl where, again, credit to him for competing at the Senior Bowl. He looks like crap. I've seen I've seen five. Like, every time I look up, there was a ball not going where it's supposed he to. He fumbled a, a bonus. snap. He yes. got sacked I, on a play. I just, just I, I look great. How did he get sacked in a practice for the Senior Bowl? Mike, I want to be fair and balanced. If possible. Are we being too critical of this? We have our thoughts about this kid already, and it's skewing us. Carl. What? This is supposed to be the draft where we find our quarterback of the future, though, correct? Yes. Like, the guy who's going to be the guy to lead the team. All of a sudden, I got to tell you, you know who's looking really good to me? Who? Russell Wilson. (laughs) Not to say that yet. You are allowed to be critical right now, Carl. If, you, right. if it's about the future, right. be as critical as you need to be well, about that I guy. Just, I know we're skewed because when he left Auburn, to Mike's point, all right, we were all, not all of you, Mike and I were saying, he's just not that good. And he goes to Oregon and he has arguably one of the best seasons in college football history. Great. But, but then I see these workouts, and, and again, I know it's hard to judge because Mike's right. You're working with guys you hadn't worked with. Coaches, right. they're asking you to do things. But they're fundamental things to playing the position, like putting the ball where a receiver can make a play. Not overthrowing or underthrowing, but throwing so, to the receiver, yes. So, all right, I just uh, – Just ahead. not a great day for Bo today. All right, it's right. tomorrow and the day after, but just not a great not a great Wednesday for Bo Nix. Mm. Um Let's head out to Las Vegas right now where, guys, if you are a media member, you are in bad shape because the hotels have been announced for the NFL media members. (laughs) That's why I didn't go. The primary hotel, (laughs) gentlemen, drum roll, please. The Luxor. 
which oh, wow which now we don't, we don't want to, yes. we don't want to be you know jerks because not everybody gets to Vegas and not everybody can afford staying at some of the nicer spots but as they said in the movie up in the air George Clooney the Luxor is a dump it's yes. not circus circus but oh it's not circus circus but, but I hear you it, it made news during the, the incidentally tournament when uh, UConn stayed there for the six week sixteen elite eight right and it was so bad that they had to leave and stay someplace yeah. else. Now, don't get me wrong. 30 years ago, it was kind of cool to take the inclinator, which is the elevator that goes up the cool. side of the pyramid. It was cool. But, yeah, yeah. that's – It had no, its time. It's, it's, just, it's just old. It's just an old, dumpy hotel. I mean, look, for Formula One, I had to stay at Harris. That was a dump because it's the only place we could get a that's room. That's right. That's and right. And eventually, we we moved up to Venetian because you just you, – some things I just – it's not worth it. Yeah. It just ain't worth it. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Save it a few bucks. It gets better. Uh-oh. If you do not get a room at the Luxor, yeah. you have to go to the Media Backup Hotel. Which is the Excalibur. <laughs> oh, snap. Damn. So you get to go stay in a giant palace. <gasps> no, well, you get, to, you. you get to watch people joust. <laughs> this is true. They do have that. <laughs> now, again, are we Vegas snobs? Perhaps. But we're just telling you, if you're going to go to Vegas and you're saving up your dough with that, that wow. you finally go to Vegas and you're going to put it together, you're not staying there, sports fans. We're yeah, gonna, and, and by the way, it's right next door, uh, right. pretty much, uh, to, 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 the, to the pyramid. But all And right, I so, know you could say, I can hear my dad, you don't care about a room, you're going to be sleeping in it. What do you care? You know, well... It's Vegas, though. Maybe I don't want to get. I don't want to get. Need a tetanus shot or get Legionnaire's disease. You know what I mean? Yeah. um, And and here's the thing too. How long? You know, a lot of these guys are flying in. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, are flying in. They're going to be there the full week. The whole week. This is. It's a long time. It's a whole week. So yeah, that's crazy. I did not know that. Those are the media hotels. Those are the media hotels. (laughs) The Luxor and the Excalibur. Oof. The NFL is cold. Man. The NFL Man. has Bellagio. They've yeah. got all the nice hotels. Yeah, the Where's MGM. the media saying? Hey, I'm surprised you didn't put him at Ellis Island, you know, over there on Koval. <laughs> yes. You better off staying in Henderson than staying in one of those hotels. It's true. Man. It's true. And by the way, if you, if for guys that are going out, in all seriousness, I used to write the column boozing uh, with Bell, and I used to get published in magazines. If you ever have advice, you need. if you guys are going, doing a Vegas trip, right? either Carl and me on Twitter. We'll set you straight, man. Put them up. See Dukes and Mike Bell, ATL. Do there our best. Go. We'll do there our best. Go. But bring your money. Go ahead. Uh, there was a curious tweet sent out by an NBA superstar this morning at 2.26. In the morning? In the morning. One Uh-oh. LeBron James, after the loss last night to the Atlanta Hawks, LeBron hopped on Twitter and he tweeted out an emoji of an hourglass. What does that mean? Exactly. Well, time what is does that mean? LeBron is- tweets out the <laughs> Hourglass image, and it threw everybody like, "What? What does well, that mean?" He got, so, he, got hit in the, he got hit in the face by Dylan Brooks. He's got a back-to-back game. He's 30 or 39, 39 now. Yeah, yeah. And he looked every bit of it. All my friends who were sitting courtside last night said, "And you heard Steve Holman joined us earlier." He just looked because again, you can't expect the guy 39 to go back-to-back at the NBA and bring able to bring it. No. So he's basically saying, "Father time, Carl." Okay. Either that or maybe time is up for somebody else in the Lakers organization, say oh. a Darvin Ham. Oh. Oh. Or oh. Oh. Or, or he's going to get somebody got like Blatt? Hey, you never know. Like with LeBron and these, and these emojis, there's there's always some sort of cryptic thing about that. So maybe well, LeBron is saying that it's time for him to kind of call, you know. Just, well, wait a minute. Darvin Ham's not the issue. He's he's coaching old guys, right? I mean, come on. This is not this is not on Darvin Ham. I love these scapegoat moves, man. I, I hope that's not the case. I hope he is just talking about father time and he's getting old and it may be time to go. But didn't he say he wants to play with his son? He wants to play yes. with Bronny, yeah. But, so, but here's the thing. Bronny oh, Bryce, gets, I'm sorry. But, but Bronny gets drafted by Toronto? I mean, he's going to go there for a year? and it just I, I just don't want LeBron's end to be like Michael Jordan's end because that was tough. And LeBron is still obviously to play. Look, 
say what say what you want. I thought the in season tournament was a waste of everyone's time, but they won it. They put some effort into it, and they took it serious. And they got it. Yeah. It has gone downhill since then. Yeah, and nothing nothing has worked since. You're right. Absolutely not. Um, one more thing before we got to here, guys. Uh, you all are aware now the NBA has instituted a new rule when it comes to postseason awards that to qualify for the MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, all those lovely awards, and also all NBA teams, you have to play at least 65 games. Well, there are two superstars, two guys having great years this year who are up against that threshold, and one of them may cost them about $40 million per year. Uh, Joel Embiid last night played against the, uh, the Warriors, missed the two games previously for a knee injury. He wanted to play but was advised not to just because of his how well, how well he couldn't move. Mm-hmm. Uh, last night he got his knee fallen on and has had to have an MRI on it now to see what's going on with it. Joel is now five games away from the threshold of missing a chance at being MVP this year. He ain't going to make it. Tyrese Halliburton, as you know, has the hurt hamstring right now. Mm-hmm. There's also a weird rule, too, where the NBA says you have to play at least 20 minutes in a ball game to be considered a full ball game. The ball game that Tyrese Halliburton did the split hurt his hamstring. He played 13 minutes. That game does not count. Oh. Tyrese Halliburton is three games away from the threshold oh, of not make making it. all <laughs> NBA, which will cost him the Supermax at about $40 million. Yeah, it really does stink because it's in language wow. in the contract. And this is all the back. You can thank Popovich for this. Load management begot. Look, Adam Silver, I'm, I'm one of those people. I've spent good money to sit courtside and just not to see some of the NBA stars and be really pissed off about it. And, you know, again, LeBron. And, by the way, credit to LeBron for going yes, last night. I agree, Because he knows Atlanta is a big market with a huge – like the NBA TV numbers, even when the Hawks are terrible, are amazing in this town for the playoffs. They are. And LeBron knows he's got fans. We saw those Laker fans coming in. But it sucks for Halliburton because other guys abused this stuff and didn't do their job. Here's a guy who's going to get fleeced out of a, a big bonus. Yeah. L- LeBron only played because this is their only trip here. And I totally agree with you, brother. I, I, and, and here's the thing, too. I feel bad for Halliburton. That supermax money, that's a that's a different level. That's that's huge. It's a huge difference in your contract between not being in the All NBA and being an All NBA player. Yeah. Uh, well, here's the thing, and and they're not going to tweak this right for these guys. Uh, un, what what would we call it? Uh, ex- circumstances. Right. Extenuating circumstances. Circumstances. Would, circumstances yes, yes. Would they would they do that in this particular situation? So there's talk that maybe just because of the guy who's leading the NBA in scoring right now should have a valid shot at MVP, and a guy like Halliburton who's having a career year is putting up yeah. like he had three what three games this year where he had 20 assists no and turnovers. no turnovers, right. which is absurd. So maybe you make some circumstances or some conditions for that. But in any case, it looks like, though, maybe next year or the year after this rule is going to go away because you're going to have – you're going to cost guys tons and tons yeah. of money. Yeah, I get it. Mm. We as fans want to see the stars. Mike and I have talked plenty about this. We need to see the stars when they come to our city, like last night. Right. But I also think that you've got to be fair about guys who are the stars in this league losing out on potential money when there are legitimate right. injuries. We're not talking about rest. We're not talking about Ben Simmons and his nagging Correct. back nonsense and everything else. We're yeah. about the legit, the, the right. That's, that's a shame because he's having a hell of a year. Good stuff, Vigo. All right, this is a, a lesser known, well, I'll call it a hit, but let's, a lesser known Eddie Murphy song here. Not one of his best numbers, no. What is this? This was called What's Up With You with Michael Jackson. Really? It's, 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 it's a really bad song. I, I, that's maybe why I've never heard it. I've never heard this either. Really? 
Yeah, it's a weird video. Him and Michael are like dancing around in a circle with some chorus. It's it's weird. It's a weird song. Wow. Can you imagine? What's up with you? Yeah, listen, Hollywood was crazy back then. Yeah. <laughs> Man thought he could do everything. <laughs> What's up with you? Yeah, I still I still love, you know, party yeah. all the time. I didn't know this one. Crazy. Party oh. all the time. By the way, I know we got to hit a break, but I was doing Top 40 back in the day. That was like our go-to if, if, if everything broke. In the studio, that was on cart. It was like you could oh, play it. Oh yeah! So we had like two or three tunes. We had like Madonna, and we had that. So you you heard that? You knew somebody got locked out of the studio. <laughs> My girl wants to party all the time. Coming up, Evan Washburn's going to join us. CBS Sports sideline reporter. He was at the AFC Championship game. We'll get his take on the Chiefs and much more. But when we come back, they're under investigation. What it means potentially for Tennessee. And Florida, did you hear how many guys left Florida? We'll talk about it coming up on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.